correctly with the correct amount. D20 Radio, where gamers roll. Welcome back to Monster of the Week, where Ben, Hagen, Steve, and Ricky continue their adventures in Santa Fest. Started, everyone. Thank you so much for joining. Uh, this is our fourth session. Something. Fourth, fifth. Sure it's, I think it's fourth, but um, fourth session. So. Previously in Mayberry, those guys gained an ally, Dwight, who is able to share that the ooze's banes are sonic fire and psychic damaged. Armed with this information, the group began making Molotovs. They contacted Seth to have him stash fireworks for them and modify the sound system of the Mystery Mobile. Preparing to disrupt the Ublik's sacrificial ritual in Southtown, their plans were disrupted by Santa clones attacking City Hall. Knowing that this ritual was going off later this night, they rushed to the aid of their allies, hoping to hold the city center. Battling against the blizzard raging outside, Dwight's truck unfortunately slid off the road, delaying their arrival, leaving Donnie and EJ to begin the counterattack on their own. As Donnie climbed heroically up the side of the building, encountering a frozen ice dam, he gained a deeper understanding of the mythical world around him and was able to summon an imp ally that accepted an incredibly lucky rock to go to the roof and begin firing fireworks down into the Santa clone ranks. All while EJ began tearing around the parking lot, Mystery Mobile blaring distorted evil Christmas music, affecting the clones, sideswiping and doing donuts into them. Thinning the ranks, but by no means turning the tides of battle. Uh, Dwight and Victor were able to explode upon the scene. Victor throwing Molotov cocktails, adding more fire to the mayhem. While Victor, or excuse me, while Dwight managed to yell somewhat inspiring rhetoric out the window of his truck, emboldening the defenders to take more heroic actions. These combined activities of those guys slowly whittled down the clone numbers until one last Santa clone stood in front of City Hall. You saw it begin to become possessed by the Ooblicks and began an evil villain monologue when EJ power slid behind it, blaring his music, shattering the clone before the Ooblick could get in its last taunting words as the fireworks finally ran out and mayhem settled down bloody and weary the town hall defenders regrouped seeing to their wounded unfortunately depleted as they were they were only able to offer those guys another retribution reaver dagger and knowledge 
of a ritual to disrupt the Ublix's connection to its clones. Battered, Molotovs depleted, and the van struggling to run, our heroes turned their attention to the South Town Redemption Center and the awaiting Ublix. Sounds about right. Um, so I do just want to say, EJ, you know, because of rolls you had last time, the van is sputtering. Um, it's definitely not running smooth. Um, you don't have a good sense of how it's going to do going forwards. Well, I got that tow package on the back. In case we got to bring it behind me. I got that tow package. It's all on my front end. It's all messed up. So what are you guys doing? Well, <clears throat> so I think we're going to go kill an Ublix. Yeah, I think we need to head for uh, the, rec the, the the reclamation center. Yeah. Um. But um, so the storm is picking up, snow piling down, roads becoming even more impassable as most of the uh, municipal centers have been co-opted by the Ublix. You do see lights and strobes in the distance as the party in Southtown starts kicking off. It stands between you and the Redemption Center. And you do have a sense that there are still Santa clones that are likely at this festival as well. Okay. Um, we could probably just put the Christmas music on and just crank it up to 11 and go from there. All right. Well, before we take off, um, Victor, um, Look, I know they said this thing, but, you know, and you got your, whatever it is that you do when you do your thing, but um, one of these daggers kind of be useful to you since you're uh, a little more muscular than the rest of us? Yeah, wouldn't hurt. So I'll give him one. I don't know. Not EJ. What the heck's your name again, Eric? Dwight. 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 Oh yeah, yeah, the line right above where I was looking. Uh, <laughs> Beats Bears Battlestar Galactica. Um. <clears throat> look, uh, I know with your, your your track record, you know you prefer to use that uh, that Remington, but um. You like to get up close and personal too? Yeah, man. That's my favorite. <clears throat> so, all right. Well, uh, look, this thing is uh, special for it. Um, you're probably better at that part than I am anyway. So uh, why don't you take the other dagger here we got? And um, I think 
AJ, you and me got to kind of figure out what we can do to disrupt. You know, so to speak, let them get in close. Uh, could I make maybe a, a read a bad situation role to assess how likely it is we can get the van to the reclamation center? Um, or would that is that not really? No, that's a hundred percent. What I'm just wondering is whether or not Donnie is capable of making a mechanics assessment. That's fair. Um, I don't know that answer. You know, your character, so you tell me. Um, you know, if I looked at a van that was smoking and making weird noises, I would have no way of gauging that. Um, I think that we've kind of established Dwight probably would have some of those capabilities, and it is EJ's vehicle. I don't know if he is kind of a you know, a gearhead who takes care of his own vehicle or not. Um, but I do think a, a read a bad situation potentially could gain some knowledge about the van. Well, no one's speaking up, Steve. Go ahead and roll. <laughs> I mean, I said I got that tow package. This thing looks like it's limping to the finish line here. Well, all right. Let me see what happens. Or you could share the group kind of what your thoughts are, Steve, because you haven't really kind of explained what you're trying to figure out. Well, I have an idea that I think will be fun. You want to do it in character? You guys do have like, a, you guys probably have like, it, you have time, but you, you don't have tons of time either, so you definitely have a moment to kind of just touch base and chat. All right. um, Let's see if we can jerry-rig something. So, uh, EJ, um, look, that thing doesn't get around the greatest in the snow, and these roads are getting awful bad, and it, look, um, I don't know a whole lot, but I don't think it's supposed to smoke out of that spot, and there's a lot of smoke coming from there. Yeah, I don't think you're wrong about that. Now, now Dwight's, I mean, the trucks is probably going to be better in this this crap, but um, it's like two people in the truck, right? I mean, so, I can fit as many in the bed as we want, but it's going to be cold. It's going to be rough. And I don't know about them Russian drinks back there that we're going to be tossing if we got any of those left. And I and and I ain't got the Christmas music in here. Well, I but I can I can tow it. What kind of music is Dwight blaring in his cab? Uh Dwight Yoakum. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. So I think it's my second cousin twice removed. <laughs> That's why we're both named Dwight. Well, if we if we have to tow the van, I could still ride in the van and control the music, so we still have that as something to do. All right. I got an idea. When can I say I... tow package, I have a chain with a hook on it that I can put <laughs> you on my bumper. Uh, so you might want to be steering as well. Can I you... use my home ground? to somehow appropriate a snowmobile from somewhere in the vicinity. Like, I Ooh. feel like 
I, that could be a thing. Even if it's the... I, mean, I, I keep leaning on Seth here, but... I feel like that could <laughs> totally be a thing. Um, yeah, I think uh, the town hall has several snowmobiles. <laughs> you know, like, for the... the yeah, yeah. I think there's snowmobiles here. I think you know. I think it's just there's snow everywhere. There's you know at this point they really only kind of are plowing major roadways. So um, actually, I just I had a patient the other day telling me about how there were a police officer in Alaska and they used the snowmobiles as how they got around. They didn't have cars. So yeah, I think at this time of year, like the police force, which isn't compromised in this year, they would be using snowmobiles. So totally, I think there's snowmobiles here. Okay, yeah, I, I just want to get a snowmobile, and I'm thinking this is like, you know, like this big old, like, work sled. You know, yes. it's not a, a sexy, fast, whatever. No, this is, you know, long, heavy, has Functional. The, the cargo crate on the back of it. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, so there's actually a bunch of them. Um, basically, you know, Townhouse put out uh, an emergency alert, so all of the you know uh, first responders basically came flooding in. So there's just like a bunch of vehicles. Some of them even have little lights on them, like a pole in the back with a light spinning. Um, so yeah, there's a whole bunch. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of them all over the place. Yeah. Uh, well, Donnie is going to commandeer one. Um, Perfect. Keys in it, engines idling, full, you know, basically full tank of gas. Everyone, no one's paying attention to these. Everyone's like injured. Like people have rated maybe first aid kits from them, but people are focused more on like, what, what were we just fighting? Like they just it turned to ooze and, and, and a candy cane is sticking out of my arm now. So no one even really notices what you're doing. All don't, right. Don't, don't lick that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's really good advice. Oh, and you know what? That's even funnier if you put it in the uh, Mutant City Blues context. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was so much fun. Um, so what I'm thinking is maybe I can. I don't know if, like, because I've got the snowmobile and it's a little more maneuverable, I could kind of like scout ahead a little bit and make sure we have a clear route to get there. Does this snowmobile happen to have one of those snow plows on the front of it? Like the snow pushers? Sure. How would that work? I don't well, know. You, you can do it with an ATV. I've yeah. seen it with ATVs. I've never seen it on a snowmobile. Because you can but... still put, you can put spikes on a snowmobile tread and it, yeah, but, uh, it'll be on ice. Off. That's true, yeah. My first wife's from Wisconsin, and in the winter in Wisconsin, people drive their snowmobile to the bar, get plowed, and go drive to a different bar and continue to drink. And, like, people drunk on snowmobiles is definitely a thing in winter. So this totally fits with my idea of, like, what's going on in Mayberry here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You guys have enough snowmobiles that, you know, for everyone to have a snowmobile, too, if you'd want it. It's not necessarily just one snowmobile. Um, yeah, so I, I'll leave that up to the rest of the group, but I, there's I, a little I, bit of like a survival kit too, but so you got like some just little utility type stuff. Cool. Well, I, I ain't leaving Darlene around here, so she got to come with me. Cool. Victor, I have one of those things. You've never been on one in all these years. All right. Um, EJ, what are you going to do? Like I said, we don't know if your van's going to make it. I think he's going to reluctantly just have to lock it up 
and leave it parked um, and take the snowmobile because, yeah, it, it's worrying. Uh, I'm going to have to see if my, my boys over at the uh, car wash can help me with it afterwards. Very cool. So you're lo- so we're losing the sound system at this point is just what I want to acknowledge there then. Yeah, I mean, I could I could try driving it and then if it breaks down and I'll have to hop on with somebody else. So maybe we do that so we don't lose the sound possibly. That just might put us behind if we have to do that. Well, we there is a sound system at the concert. Uh, that's also true. Hijack that one. Just grab grab the tape. Yeah, I got some mixtapes. Yeah, grab the tape and your Walkman and let's go. Cool. Sure. Um, and also remember that you'd ask Seth to stockpile some of the fireworks at the the festival also. Um, but he did say like it was less of like a big fireworks show and more of kind of like just like things are going off constantly. It's like a concert type show, not a finale end of the night type thing. So there are fireworks also. It's pyro more than fireworks. Yep. Oh, perfect. That's a great explanation. Thank you. Yeah. That's what I was thinking also. Um, Yeah, cool. Um, So EJ, are you going to get your own snowmobile or are you going to be riding with Donnie? And there's a right decision here that I think we all know what it is. Oh, apparently we don't. What are you doing, EJ? I'm gonna try driving. I'll try driving the. Oh, I was, no, I was hoping I'm you not... would just hug Donnie. Do <laughs> have a nice sure, little romantic right. moment for you guys? He'll throw me in the car. Uh, no. part. What are you thinking? What are you talking about? <laughs> you can do whatever you want. Do you want your own snowmobile? Ah, uh, sure. Okay. All right, so Victor, you're probably in the truck then with Dwight and then two snowmobiles. Um, so you guys are able to take off. Um, so, you know. Oh, one question, because we, yo. where did we leave uh, the bartender forearm guy? Pete? Oh, yeah. technically, I guess he's still with you. Um, Victor and Pete can grab a snowmobile if they want. Victor already said he didn't know how to drive one. I don't know how to drive one of those. I know, but Pete might. He's got four arms. Was it Pete? I thought it was Ted. Oh, maybe it was Ted. Ted yeah, Pete right. is, is Steve's character. Oh, okay. Um, I think Ted is probably going to... I think he knows some poultices as a bartender and is going to stay and help the people heal here. Okay. And I assume he no longer looks like a four-armed blue guy. Uh no 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 he he he's he's normalized again. Uh that's not fair. I shouldn't use the word normal. He he has two arms now and relatively uh, pale skin. Yeah yeah. Um cool. So you guys are able to load up and take off. So you guys are heading uh, south in uh, through the city. You're making your way through mostly snow covered streets, uh, and you're getting closer and closer. You start. You, you hear almost the reverberation of the music first, and then you start hearing more and more of the uh, actual other parts of the songs and music and lyrics, and you're seeing lights, and there's spotlights and all kinds of stuff going off. Are you guys going to be going direct like through the festival? Or are you going to be trying to skirt around it? Are you going to try to commandeer stuff at the festival or go right to the Redemption Center? 
which is on the edge of the festival. I was going to, I was thinking we can get close and then try to sneak in, even though he knows that we're coming, that would still, the element of surprise can still work. 100%. Cool. Um, and are but, you guys rushing? Oh, go ahead. I would say that that's, that's Dwight's idea. I don't know what everyone else's idea is. Back when I was with the OSS, we did clandestine activities all the time. You really are old, aren't you, Uncle Vic? I'm your great-grandpappy. We don't have time to talk about this. We'll talk about it afterwards. Okay. I kind of see like the two snowmobiles had pulled up to the windows of the truck. You guys are like yelling out at each other. Uh-huh. That information, Donnie's kind of like falls behind and then like speeds to catch back up again. Uh-huh. Yells over to you. EJ, didn't you say you saw him carving some symbols or something in the snow around the thing? Yeah. So they were doing it in a bunch of different places, though. Okay. Think if we disrupt one, it'll be enough, or are we gonna have to disrupt all of them? Or I, I don't know a lot about these things, but I guess we gotta mess at least one of them up. Well, see, here's what I'm kind of thinking, right? He knows we're coming, but. We got the two sleds and he's got the truck. So <clears throat> you, you, you muscle guys, you know, you take the truck and kind of go straight in. Maybe, uh, I'll try and loop around the place with the snowmobile and see how many of these symbols I can knock out. And EJ, why don't you just storm the stage and try and get your music going? So, you know, in, in my brain, we've got, you know, truck coming in the center. I'm going out one way. Uh, EJ's going out the other and going to like, just, just, you know, snowmobile up the stairs and land right beside the DJ platform. Got it. Love it. Got to make an entry. Yeah. So I think as you guys are getting closer, so I think what you guys start seeing is there are around the periphery, there's kind of these glowing emblems. Um, but they've set it up to look like these are part of the decorations for the festival. And you see that there are particularly large amounts of clumps of kind of drunken-looking Santas around these particular rituals. Otherwise, there's just a lot of clearly tourists dressed as Santa kind of in in, be, in the middle of all of it. So the rituals uh, symbols are circling the festivities. There's a little ice skating rink. There's definitely a dance floor. There's a bunch of different kind of like little winter slides and stuff. And there's a bar. There's a little like tons of different people, hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands and thousands of people here. Um, the DJ is off to like one side, blaring music, but it's, you know, it's not the whole thing. Um, and then you see at uh so you guys are on the north side at the southern edge you see this very like intricate very large uh festive looking thing um what is it what is this ublix look like i was thinking it looked like an evil christmas tree but that seemed a little too boring on the nose yeah 
So what is this Ublix look like? Well, maybe it is kind of like a Christmas tree, but it's starting to glow odd colors from the inside. It's this it's this topper from a Christmas tree. It looks like a it looks like a star that's got some weird colorations. Got it. it. Yeah, it's got something that's like uh candy cane like kind of like strobe lighty lights and actually you see it's kind of pulsating and as more and more people kind of enter the space you actually see it grow a little bit bigger and a little bit bigger it helps it blend bigger. in with the scene and yeah you see that it's on it's on the same circle as all the ritual markings are um, and you see that as it pulses, the the markers also pulse as well. But it's doing so in t- in tune with this music, this more deep kind of dubstep, bassy type music that seems to be really part of the ritual that's going on. Um, and you see as it's growing bigger and bigger, you almost see like there's a portal st- almost starting to form in its center in its heart. Well, it depends. Hey, this is that one month in the '90s where uh, Gregorian chant was popular. It could be sadness part one. Could be. Hey, Beast Boy, we got any more of them fire bombs in there, or do we use them all? We don't have any of those left. Damn it! That ain't no good. Never. On the ride over there, EJ is listening to is, is cranking a Highway to the Danger Zone. Got it. <laughs> got it yeah so i think because you guys had people on snowmobiles scouting uh, we're able to say that you didn't and you're not rushing rushing uh you're not having to make rolls to see if you're sliding off the road um so uh donia suggested a course of action um i'm guessing you guys kind of like pulled up to a stop um you're you know you're not quite at the festivities yet but you're definitely really close maybe like a block away um and so you guys are kind of conferring here so what do people think about donnie's plan and recommendation i say we do it cool that's perfect 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 okay um, so let's start with Dwight and Victor. So you guys are, it sounds like you're going to kind of skirt around the border because a lot of this festival is taking place in a park. Um, they have commandeered some of the roads, obviously, around it and things. But So I'm guessing you guys are going to kind of circle around the perimeter to kind of come at the Ublix um, from not inside the festival. Is that accurate? Or are we guys going to just like, just go straight through? No, straight through. It was uh, Donnie. That's going around. We're going straight through uh, oh. or what you might call a distraction. <laughs> All right. All right. You're, you're a full frontal distraction. Thanks for that mental image. Um, so I am going to need uh you to make an act under pressure check for me then because there's just tons of clones there's tons of real people um there's not like a road through this thing um so we need to get a sense of how well does dwight drive through this party i got a five all right um so i think 
uh, we see Donnie kind of finish giving this like really empowering speech, and everyone's like, "Yeah, yeah, this is, we're gonna do it." Dwight, I'm guessing you like floor the truck, tires spin, fishtailing, boom, take off. Um, and you're about to go over one of the rituals when suddenly, boom, slam right into a barrier. Your truck is knocked off course, front end damaged even more, tire kind of wampus. You're still moving, but boy, is your truck not looking good. Man, I'm going to... I'm gonna need a few weekends for this one now. Um, I think maybe even end up on like the ice skating rink, so your truck's kind of pirouetting across this rink. Um, so yeah. Uh, so that didn't go well. I think the parties, like some of the people, kind of pause to notice, but they think it's just a cool stunt, and they just start cheering. But you notice that a group of clones kind of all turn and notice you and start plodding very ominously towards the truck um victor what are you doing why so uh are you gonna get get out onto the ice yep like keep going for it oh baller as (laughs) shit all right cool um all right uh so you're gonna kind of take on these clones that are coming yep Cool. All right. Um, why don't you make me a kick some ass roll? Sure thing. Let me ask this. Does Victor know how to ice skate? That he does know how to do. I was going to say, I feel like he should know how to ice skate. All right. Got an 11. Heck yeah. So you see Victor being like, and I think you open the door and like mid pirouette, you do that like walkout as the car like pirouettes or truck pirouettes away from you. And you're just doing this calm walkout of it. Um, And as these clones start coming up, you can tell that they are struggling, slipping, uh, being on the ice. And you just start like just maneuvering beautifully around them, almost like figure skating while just going to town with that dagger. Um, And so you're just sliding in, shanking one, going by another, slashing. You are taking on a horde of clones and you are fighting them to a standstill, or I guess more accurately, a very slippery, barely can keep their feet standstill. Cool. Reminds, reminds me of that fight when the slicked up floor and transport in the transporter. Ooh, yeah. It's great. Yeah, it's <laughs> such a good fight. It looks that more, cool also. More 80s throwback. This is skate or die. <laughs> uh, um, cool. Uh, Donnie. So the truck takes off crunch crash and then suddenly victor is putting on the best distraction ever um uh, because when he kills these things they they like pop into like almost like mini candy cane explosions like all the tourists are like what this is crazy like you know everyone's like really into it they think this is one of the other shows that's going on like rain of those little mini peppermint candies like 100 oh yeah yeah 100 percent, 100 um <laughs> What's Donnie going to do? So you had said that the DJ booth is kind of like off to one side towards the back. So what Donnie's thinking is based on what EJ told him, he wants to kind of go and like drive through some of these symbols on the other side 
as he heads kind of back, you know, around the thing, trying to get as many of these symbols as he can before he ends up back by the Christmas tree. Got it. And so, you know, um, just to make this simple, we'll just kind of say like you guys are at the northern part of a circle. Um, mm-hmm. The festival is the circle itself. There are runes all around it, evenly spaced. Um, so you're at the northern part. The Ublix is at the southern part. We'll say the ice skating rink is on the western part and the DJ is on the eastern part just to kind of give you guys some grounding. That said, this is a very loose. So if you guys want to do something that's really awesome and badass, like then that kind of rough layout is out the window to do the cool thing. Um, mm-hmm. That Donnie did just see a truck try to run over one and it got beat up pretty bad. So you do have a sense that you can't just drive full speed over these things. Okay. Well, like I said, I, I'm thinking, you know, with the snowmobile, even if I can just sort of ease up in and then maybe kind of do a little weight transfer thing and punch it, hopefully like churn the track up over top so, of it. So let's say this, let's say, um, you, are you going to, you're going to head towards the DJ booth. So you're heading no, along I'm heading cr- the opposite way. So you're going to head uh, the same kind of direction. They just went in the truck. I thought they were going more down the middle. Well, they hit a giant b- pillar of power, got broken, and are like, you know, slowly pirouetting. So they're off course. Okay. Well, yeah, that's sort of, yeah, I'm heading more westerly. Let's put it that way. Okay. Okay. Um, oh. Yeah. So you're able to come up to the first rune. And as you get close, it feels like there's almost a barrier around it. So you can't actually get to it. All right. So I'm going to slow down, scoop up a handful of snow, and just throw it at the barrier. See Splashes what midair, like, you know, that snowball thing. Some of it starts kind of sliding down, uh, but does not penetrate. All right. So... So to give suggestions, um, this is one of those times where we might say a weird check. Uh, Your imp might be willing to trade information. Uh, You potentially could do investigate a mystery um, or even read a bad situation um, as ways to kind of gain more knowledge as to what is happening around this rune. Well. Hmm. Yeah, it's sort of well, read a bad situation, investigate a mystery. It's it's sort of somewhere in the middle, but they're it both is. a sharp roll. So Well, and that's kind of why I was letting you choose either of those, because this isn't quite your as you said, quite one or the other. Um So you can just make a sharp roll. We'll see how you do and we can kind of go from there. Okay, that's an eight. Eight. Um. So I mean, I think. I think it feels more like. More like read a bad situation. Um. And I guess, maybe this is a little specific. But would, 
disrupting these runes be a solid use of those potion things that we got or an application of them? 100%. 100%. So you get the sense that this rune is kind of an extension of the Ublix right now. Um, and so in, in some ways, the same things that are protecting the Ublix are protecting this rune. And right now, the Ublix is uber-powered. It's, it's getting supercharged from this whole ritual that's taking place, all the clones it has around it. And so this ritual, this rune that's on the floor, um, is going to have the same weaknesses of the Ublix as well, though. So if you had had one of the daggers, you get the sense you probably could have pierced this and disrupted it. Um, if you had, you know, fireworks or, you know, a, like one of the Roman candles, like that probably would do it too. But you also could use one of the vials that you have. And you get the sense you'd be able to break it kind of against the wall and it would melt through and then kind of melt down and take out the rune. But it's probably going to take a vial per rune. Yeah, and I forget, how many of those did we have? Three vials. Um, and these are a translucent beer bottle with ornate design. There's a milky dark orange solution in it. There are plant fi fibers that are floating within. Um, and it was originally meant to be you ingest it and it would help protect you from psychic attacks because that's what the Ublix will be using. Mm -hmm. uh, spoiler, if you do drink it, it tastes like wood um, and you are going to grow feathers from a random location. Okay. I didn't want to know that last part because that would be really fun to just discover on the fly. You're no pun welcome. intended. Well, um, if you're gonna break them all, I didn't. You would never have discovered it. Um, I think Donnie's just gonna use one on this one. Sure. Um, and First then con what'd you say? I said proof of concept. Gotcha. Yeah, more or less, and and see what happens, and um. Then kind of head head further onward, you know. Depending, obviously, I mean, unless it like blows up and sends him flying, but um, do that and move on is the intent. Sure, sure. sure. Um, so you're gonna put it like in a snowball, throw it. Are you gonna like walk up to it, open the bottle, and pour it on it? Like I th what? I think he's just gonna grab the beer bottle by the neck and just kind of drive by and just. Awesome. You, <laughs> you know, like, like he's breaking it against yeah. the pillar. Got it. Yeah. So I think you kind of parked a little ways off. You threw the snowball to get a sense. You get a sense. It's kind of more like this uh, dome almost over it. Once you get a sense of where it is, you're like, all right. <laughs> and as you smash, you're blowing by it. We kind of look over your shoulder and you see this orange liquid is splayed over the dome. And you see the dome kind of start to break. Webs appear, shatters. The ooze drop the I shouldn't say ooze because I want you to drink it. The potion wink drops onto the ritual, and you see its light that's really kind of candy cane colored actually now becomes distorted by this orange glow, and it starts flickering and fading, and then it goes dark, and you hear the music misses a beat, and you you see a bunch of clones kind of like 
suddenly focus on this area and start moving in that direction. Uh, so you've that gotten the attention. The <laughs> it is not. <laughs> um, and you're blowing by. Cool. Um, EJ, what are you doing while all of this is happening? Sure. So we we got we kind of described the area as like a clock. So we came in at like noon or like noon. twelve o'clock. Where yep. is the stage? Uh, the stage would be at three o'clock. Then the Ublix uh, tree topper is at six o'clock. Um, the truck has kind of moved down towards the center-ish, but kind of got broken. So, you know, it's kind of like, it's kind of like in the middle of the clock, but around nine, 10 o'clock-ish. And then uh, Steve with Donnie has moved along the periphery. And there was, there was going to be uh, runes basically at each of the hours. So he's at the 11 o'clock rune disrupting it currently. Okay. Where I'm, I'm, I'm cruising towards the stage. Uh, where is the rune that's there? Cool. So are you going, are you going along the outside of the festival or are you going like in through the festival? Uh, there's probably less people to have to dodge if I'm coming around the outside. Correct. And there's, there's very few clones. Most of the clones are like on the perimeter or inside. So um, as you get closer to the DJ's stage, what you actually see is that the whole stage is a rune um, that is set up and you can see that the music is like pulsating and is part of the magic of this rune. So what does okay. it look like? You tell me, what does it look like? Oh, um, so the DJ's booth is up on the stage and the, the stage is just glowing and most people out in the audience that are regular people just think, wow, this is really great light show. But yeah, there's like this. Ooh, the stage thing. is made of ice and, uh, and candy canes. And so there's just like these monstrous, like candy canes and icicles. And it just looks like, um, Frost Miser, Cold Miser, the guy from that claymation show, like, like threw up candy cane. Like it's just this like explosion of ice and candy canes, and the whole thing is just pulsating, like you said, hundred percent. Cool. Uh, I'm gonna go with our plan that we, the idea about like you know just jumping the the up onto the stage with the snowmobile, like going up the steps. Hundred um, percent. Because that might damage the runes plus it gets me up on the stage and i can uh it'll disrupt things i can maybe uh throw something so there's actually like a, a clone santa claus that's mixed you know doing the djing so what i want you to do is i want you to make a kick some ass roll for me and we're gonna see if you can like like basically like throw this snowmobile into that clone to take him out to leave you on the stage by yourself. Sure. So that's uh, tough. So it's 2d6 plus. Correct. Oh, and I am definitely uh, charging into a dangerous situation. Yes, you are. Make sure you look at your moves, because I think you have several that are applicable here. I do. Hang on. Hey, um, and I'm sorry, I forgot to say this earlier. Dwight, make sure you took your XP for your failed roll. Perfect. 
I sure did. I'm at five out of uh, four out of five. Awesome. Cool. What so could if... go wrong will let me hit hold two. Not helping someone. Uh, and uh, Yeah, the what could go wrong is what's going to come into play. I mean, you could argue that you are helping all the people that this music's kind of enthralling a little bit. Um, I would, I would let you... The part says, when, when fighting a monster, if I help someone, don't roll full, I automatically help as though I'd rolled a 10. Oh, got it. So you're, you're not... Te got it. So we're not... It's not a kick some ass roll. That's right. a help yeah, out roll. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean... You know, if you want it to just be pure narrative and that's a cool moment, then we do that. But if you want it to have a little bit of uh, variability to it, then it'd be a regular kick some ass. Uh, but I get to hold two because I'm definitely charging into combat. 100%. What I'm going to say is I do think that when you try to take over the music, because it is a little bit of a magical spell intertwined with the music, um, we might say that that is a help out because... You know, you're trying to help all the people that the monster is basically ensnaring with this. And but. I'm guessing that when I'm doing the music changeover, that'll be an act under pressure roll. So uh, spending the hold on uh, plus two on a act under pressure roll sounds like a great idea. Perfect. All right. So you um, are blaring on the snowmobile. Um, you actually are able to find this kind of snow tuft. You hit it. Boom. You're airborne on the snowmobile. You're making a kick some ass roll to see if you nail this clone DJ. What do did you roll? 11. Booyah. So we see this snowmobile just nailing some crazy hang time. And I think what happens is you kind of pull it back and you're basically you just kind of like let go of the handle. So you kind of like walk, drop to the uh, to the stage and you're just kind of like walking after the snowmobile just goes <laughs> splats through this clone and keeps going, tumbles, goes away. We don't know where it goes, but it doesn't hurt anyone else. Um, the crowd's like, what? This is crazy. What the hell? Um, yeah, you just so invented the X game. <laughs> Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Um, so I think what we're going to do is we are going to cut back over to Dwight as EJ is like doing like, cause it's this icy stage kind of like slides in front of the DJ booth. Like, yeah. And you have the stage to yourself. All right. Dwight. Ice is all I can say. <laughs> Dwight, what are you doing? So I'm <clears throat> as, Darlene's pirouetting on the ice still. <clears throat> I'm going to try to slide out. Cool. And use that as cover. 100%. To try to sneak away into the crowd. And I'm going to try 100. to start doing some stuff with these runes over here. Uh, cool. Um, so if you guys remember, you don't actually have to take out the runes before you take out the ooblets. If you don't want to, um, you're more than welcome to. But you were taught some ritual stuff to isolate the ooblets from the runes and the clones. Um, but So you're going to go for the nearest rune to you? Yeah, and then I'm going to head south, like directly south, like behind all of that. I'm trying to sneak around. For sure, for sure. Um, so why don't you go ahead and make me a act under pressure roll? Because um, it sounds like you're just trying to be sneaky and kind of coverty. Yep. 
nine. Yeah. Um, so um, I think unfortunately Darlene kind of like slides into something, you know, tilts up onto the side, comes to a rest. Um, you know, it, it hurts to see, you know, her so banged up, but you're able to sneak into the crowd. Um, you having one of the daggers, as you get close to the ritual, most of the clones have moved away, uh, looking at Darlene. Uh, how do you take care of the the room? Um, I'm just going to... He said these daggers are kind of funky, so I'm going to take it out. And I'm just going to try to put it right in the side like a kidney shot. Uh, into one of the clones or into the room? Uh, into the, the room. 100%. Yeah, so you you kind of, when you first kind of put it in, you almost feel like, um, I'm, I'm guessing you've like poked balloons with sharp objects. It's kind of like that initial little bit of resistance, and then a pop. Um, and then the dagger slams into the rune, and you're able to just slice the rune, and it flickers, and then dies out also. Oh, man. I'm going to keep this one. This one's good. Yeah. And you see the dagger kind of absorbs some of the energy. It's glowing a little bit. Um, you have drawn some attention to clones, and so they're starting to kind of uh, move towards you. Um, you're able to keep moving into the crowd, staying a little bit ahead of them, but you do have some heat. All right, Victor, you are just taking out clone after clone on this ice skating rink. Um, you know, there are definitely more that you could take on, but you've taken out enough. You could probably make an escape if you wanted to also. What what do you want to do at this point? I'm going to make as big a distraction as I can. Got I it. All of them, all, all of them coming after me. Got it, got it, got it, got it. Um, I don't think I'm going to even make you roll for that unless you really want to, because, like, you can do that. Like, that is doable. Um, I think that you are finding more and more ways to just bring attention to yourself. Um, I think that, you know, you are able to, like, threaten one of the runes that's by the skating park. Like, you move towards it. More of them come at you, so you kind of move away, take them on, and they kind of go back to it. So you're playing this cat and mouse thing. Um, I think you're definitely disrupting all kinds of stuff. Um, I can see you also trying to, like, tell some of these people, like, hey, you need to get out of here. This isn't safe. And so then that also isn't liked. Like, you're doing everything you can. And you definitely pull some of the heat from Dwight, from Donnie, from EJ, as just more and more of the clones kind of focus on you and start closing in on you. Does that work for you? Or was there something more specific that you were hoping to do or achieve? You did not transmit, but I think I read your lips saying that was good. Perfect. All righty then. Um, so we're going to go back to Donnie. Donnie, you are uh, down. I can't remember how you guys distributed the vials. I can't remember if you have all three of, had all three of them or not. We're just going to say you did because I can't remember. So now you have two of the vials left, two of the bottles left. Um, so what are you doing? All right. So Donnie's kind of thinking that, okay, that worked, but we need to get this on the thing proper and that's basically the this christmas tree down at the far end 
Christmas or yeah, it's like a, a the Christmas topper looking thing. Right, yeah. right. So I'm thinking because you know it's kind of at the end of this this park, whatever that they pushed up a bunch of snow kind of is this semicircular bank like around the, the sides and back of this. So there's kind of like this high, you know, snowy cubby almost that it sits in hundred percent. And, and so Donnie's kind of like, okay, I got to do this somehow. And so he's going to take off and like actually go further out West with the snow, try and come around and launch himself off the bank and try and do the same maneuver. He just pulled on the pole onto the ornament on the top of the tree. hundred percent, hundred percent. So cool. Um, all right. Um, so that is going to be a kick some ass roll. Um, because I think you're trying to do damage with this. Kind of. Uh, what, what's your goal? Let, let me back up then and ask that. What are you trying to achieve? Well, it's... The understanding was that applying this potion to the Ubelix would weaken it. So he's not so much actually trying to injure it as... Got it. Set him up to be able to be injured by Dwight got it. and Victor. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. We so, get him. Uh, got it. So what you're what this potion's going to allow you to do is it it for the Ublik itself is it's basically kind of severing its connections uh, to its external resources. Mm-hmm. So right now it pulls power from its the ritual. Um, and the runes, which you guys have damaged some, so it's a little bit inhibited. Um, but it also is kind of powered by all its clones. And so by applying the potion to it, you're basically kind of starting to isolate it from those external sources. Right. So yeah, um, cool. Then that, to me, seems like an act under pressure roll. Okay, that's better for me. So that is... Question, each of my holds uh, can be used for a plus two. I can share those, right? Or would they have to be? Sure. Yeah, well, then you you get you get a, you get a plus two, Steve. Oh, um, okay. So I think as soon as you start ramping up, the music suddenly shifts from the kind of the deeper reverberating kind of Christmas music to the higher pitch, annoying Christmas music. Um, and I think that helps disrupt everything. So the clones that would be guarding the tree are kind of staggered a little bit. So it's easier for you to maneuver and get some air. Okay. Is it uh, Barking Dogs Jingle Bells? That is such a... Or uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks. That is such <laughs> yeah. a high-pitched song. I hate it. Uh, okay. So I rolled an eight. An eight. Ooh. Okay. So um, is that with the bonus? That is with the, actually a plus three. Ah. All so, right. What I'm. Th- Yay, so I, so I get. So you can tell me what you want to do, Steve. But just to remind you of the rules as written, um, I get to give you a worse outcome, a hard choice, or a price to pay. 
Um, if you uh, give me a, an awesome thing that I love, that's what it's going to be. But I'm just acknowledging technically you get to choose one of those three options too. Okay. So I have uh, an image in my head here. Okay. So I, I'm just going to kind of leave it hanging at a certain point for you. So <laughs> you are in the middle of the air, about 20 <laughs> feet up. So literally yeah. hanging. Donnie, Donnie comes out to the side, right? He comes up, he hits the top. and But the very top section of the bank is a little bit softer yep. than he anticipated. So the trajectory is way off. Okay. And so he realizes he's not going to make it. So he actually jumps off the sled to hit the thing. But now, like, I'm going to say he hits it, but now he's in midair at the top of the tree, and that's it. <laughs> 100%. So I think you are going to land on this thing, and it's like this, like, that sticky candy cane kind of sugary, like, you, you almost like stick, but not quite. Landing on a giant wad of toffee? Or yeah, you know, and you're like, you're up there, like, you got some major air. Um, so you're able to shatter this thing, and it does cover a good chunk of it, but you're like on top of this ooblix, and as soon as you hit it, you suddenly feel this presence in your mind. Who dares enter my realm? Um, and I think you're under a psychic attack at this point. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so you're going to take uh, one point of harm. Okay. And uh, all the music, all that West Coast hip-hop that Donnie loves, you hear the songs almost leaving your brain as you're just forgetting about them. Cool. Um, and uh, that would move us then to EJ. EJ, you've taken over. You've started the new music. The crowd is kind of like almost coming out of a, a, a fugue. You know, part of this music was really enthralling them and getting them into this thing. And you're kind of jarring them out. You know, they're still in it, but they're not fully in it anymore. Um, what are you doing? Uh, well, I'm going to uh, try to shift to something stronger music-wise. Cool. Uh, I'm, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to uh, what what worked last time. I'm gonna I'm gonna turn on eruption. I'm really gonna just shove the fingers. Got it. Um, and what's your goal? Are you trying to disrupt the Ublix more? Are you trying to disrupt the clones? Are you trying to help protect the humans that are here? Well, I, I'm. It's kind of twofold because I I know that that music worked to we, to weaken uh, those guys and and uh, possibly even hurt them. But also, if it's loud enough, maybe some of the people who aren't as drunk are gonna be like ah and like run away. Hundred so percent. So I think we're gonna say that this is more of helping out. I feel like you're more trying to help the people get them out of trouble with the the side effect being that it's disrupting the the bad guy the monster. So go ahead and make me a help out roll. All right. Uh that is cool. And I still have one of my holds, so Correct. I'll throw and that's good because my regular cool is a minus 1. So it's only a plus 1 in the Uh didn't one of your moves let you do a help out thingy? Uh it, that's if I'm fighting a monster, then I can just get a straight 10 and there's no roll. Oh, you're, you're fighting a monster. 
Okay. Well, I didn't know the power of heart. When fighting a monster, if I help someone, don't roll cool, automatically help as though I rolled a 10. And if I rolled a 10, but there's also a plus two, then wouldn't that make it a 12? That would make it a 12. So here's what I'll say. If you use that, because, you know, I'm again, we're playing very loose with the rules. Um, I think that's cool. I like the idea of you getting to use this. You're also the mundane, so I feel like you're the one who would be most sympathetic to all of the humans, the vanillas here. Um, so I, I definitely like the idea of your character trying to get the, the civilians out. Um, so I would definitely allow you to use that 10 with the plus two for a 12. And if this doesn't work, I have another idea for after that, that uses another one of my abilities. Um, yeah, so I think you're able to switch the music. Um, you guys all hear it. You recognize it as EJ's Christmas playlist. Um, and you start seeing people kind of jarred out of their kind of enthralling. And they start, a bunch of people kind of, you know, kind of look at each other and like, this isn't our jam. And they start kind of leaving the premises. So you see kind of this exodus. Not every, uh, I guess with a 12, you see a fair amount of people leaving. You know, there's still people here, but you're definitely thinning the numbers. Cool. Um, and, Dwight. and later, if I need oh. to, I'll use trust me. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. So if you do that next, they are going to leave. Cool. Um, Dwight, so you've been able, especially with Victor really pulling all the attention, you've made your way to the the ornament, the oblix. There is the mounds of snow kind of around its back. Uh, uh, probably, I think you said it was most, like half of it, Steve. Oh, there's just snow banks behind it. You've made your way to it. There's some clones standing at its base, but a lot of them have left at this point trying to go after Victor. Um, so you definitely could get into this Christmas tree candy cane ornament looking thing. I'm envisioning almost like a mini amphitheater surrounding the back yes. side of the Christmas tree. Yeah, perfect. Uh, so, Dwight, what are you doing? Oh, sorry. And you also, you know, as you arrive, you see Donnie on a snowmobile sailing through the air. And you hear him go, oh, shit. And, like, jumps off, smashes a bottle of orange lit goo on it. And you see him land up on top. And you see him kind of stuck up at the top of this thing. Uh, I'm going to try to make my way to the Christmas tree along the way, trying to take out a couple of these clones with the dagger. Sure. And maybe I got the dagger in one hand, the garrote in another, and just kind of using the garage to push the dagger through their necks or whatever, and just popping heads off of like LOL dolls along the way. hundred <laughs> um, percent. So you're able to do that. You've taken out multiple. Most of them are really focused on Victor. So it's easier to kind of sneak in and take them down. So you find yourself standing at the base of this, uh, of the Ublix of this giant uh, Christmas tree topper thing. What are you doing? Uh, so I'm going to look at it and say, now, you about worn out your welcome here, boy. It's time for you to go. We're here to escort you off of this island and return to where you once came from, never to come back. And that's it. I'm going to monologue at him and try to okay. convince him to leave. <laughs> um, 
What is Dwight's most embarrassing memory? Oh, well, there was that one time in third grade where <clears throat> Susie Joe had baked a bunch of cookies, right? That was the, the teacher's aide, Susie Joe. And she had made a bunch of cookies for us, brought them all in. And they were, I thought they were chocolate chip. They were oatmeal raisin. I'm allergic to raisins. And, you know, I kind of had a crush on Susie Joe. And I took a bite out of one of her cookies. And then I threw up all over her shoes. Because I'm allergic to raisins. Got it. So um, you start experience after your monologue. You start experiencing that memory, um, and you have all the same emotions, all the same feelings. Um, but uh, you clearly get the sense that the Ooblix is the one that gave you the cookies, and you are feeling this embarrassment and just like revulsion, all wrapped in one. And you get the sense, like through your own memory, that you're really just getting mocked. Like this thing considers you a ra- uh, I hate when you bite into a cookie and it's a raisin not a chocolate chip. Oh, um that's so horrible. Um yeah, so you, and I think you even throw up a little bit cuz the memory is just so vivid. So you're stuck kind of almost reliving this moment over and over again and that is the Ublix's response to your statements. Um cool. Uh Victor, you are definitely thinning the herds of clones. Um, are you still just drawing attention? Or are you going to go a little bit more on the hunt? What, what would Victor like to do? Seeing the, the numbers thinned out, seeing two people over with the Ublex, I'm like, well, looks like it's a party. And I'm going to basically go, th- so I go through them and basically go towards the, the Ublex. I'm going to base, I'm going to not avoid any of them. I'm going to basically go through them. Got you also it. had your Got musical it. cue for the for the chain for the next stage of the Yep. Exactly. So probably another another fight roll, another kick some ass roll, and then sure. I should be there. Sounds cool. Yeah. So I think where Dwight was doing it a little bit more sneakily, kind of more like just taking down, like kind of in the mosh pity type situation. You're more like hunter stalking. You know, you were definitely on the hunt. Um cool. Got a Go ahead. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're just like, I, for some reason, I'm still stuck on the transporter. You're just like walking. You're on ice, but you're just walking like you're not even on ice. Everyone else is like slipping, sliding, you know, <laughs> barely able to stand up. And you're just like walking calmly and you're just dispatching clone after clone after clone. You're, it's not even a problem. Um, so, in cleats. <laughs> um, yeah. And so I do think that uh, some clones have kind of gathered up around behind you, not engaging you. And so you find yourself standing at the base of the Ublix. There's a kind of a horde of clones, you know, kind of boxing you guys into that amphitheater. Um, but they're not moving to attack you at this time. Uh, so EJ, what are you doing? Okay, so I see that the 
some of the people have left, but not everybody has left. I can still see lots of regular people. And even if they are still kind of, you know, out of the trance a little bit and kind of looking around a little confused, but also, you know, head banging a little bit to the solo. Um, I'm going to grab the mic and say, everybody, you need to leave. Most of the people dressed as Santas are demons and they are trying to kill us all. Go and uh, do a try. Um, hundred percent. Um, you know, I think you might even be like, and there's free beer over at this other place. And I think with that, go ahead and make your roll. Let's see if people believe you. All right. Uh, my charm is plus. Got a 10. Nice. Um, cool. Uh, so on a 10 plus, they'll do it for the reason you gave them. If you ask too much, they'll tell you the minimum it would take for them to go. I think you got them. So as soon as you start saying that, especially this whack music you're playing, uh, you see a lot of people being like, you know, it's late anyways. Yeah, we're going. And so you just start seeing this mass exodus of people. And as they're leaving, you guys feel the ritual speeding up. You get the sense that the Ublix realizes the tide is changing and it needs to pull off the ritual as soon as possible for it to work. Um, so we are in a little bit of a time crunch now. So we only have a couple rounds before it's going to pop, um, or there's enough people that are gone that it can't do it. Um, so EJ, are you staying on the stage, or were you going to go to the Ublix at this point in time? Um... Are there Santas coming after me? Is is am I pretty safe on the stage where I'm at? Yeah, because because um, you're the focal point of the music. The music you are playing, they can't get near you. You know, the farther okay. you move from the stage, uh, the more at risk you will be. Is the stage still pulsing and doing its thing, or is it like oh no no? You see, like as you've shifted it, um, you the music is reverberating. So you see, like the crystalline candy canes are actually fracturing, cracking. The rune underneath is kind of flickered and gone out. Um, actually, so have the runes on either side of it as well, um, because that's really where the music is powerful enough to impact them. Um, so yes, yeah, so no, you you've seen that you've done that. Nice. That's so taking out three sections of runes from one thing. That's pretty awesome. Yes. And that's, and that's the area that the majority of the people are able to exit through. Um, I'm just going to, you know, keep encouraging people like, you know, to, you know, help. Oh, and help that guy get, get yep. him, get him, you know, like, you know, you got to help people in the pit kind of. 100% cool. All right. So camera then kind of focuses. I think it's a top-down view of this ornament. We see uh, Donnie stuck at the top of the ornament, um, and it pans down and kind of drops to the ground, looking up at Victor and Dwight standing in front of this massive creature. Um, when you Again, Donnie kind of dangling a little bit towards the top of the frame. So at this point in time, there's really not technically an initiative order. I've just been kind of giving that structure as we've played. Um, does anyone have something really cool that they want to do in this moment against this creature? Well, I had been thinking, Donnie has suddenly realized that 
he's in a lot deeper than he really intended to be. When you clearly, like, literally, like, you're getting absorbed well, not into literally the deeper, oh, okay. but, I mean, maybe like, you are. That's a great idea. I think you're kind of sinking in a little bit. Well, but in a, he he didn't really intend to be here. And you know, he felt that, that, that powerful attack before you said. So I think, and the way you were describing this before, the, the creature is actually sort of, like, perched at the top of the tree, right? No, it's the whole tree. Oh, the whole tree? It's the whole the whole thing is the ooblix. It started small, but it's fed on so many memories and thoughts that it's grown into this big thing. Um, and it, in the middle of it, you see that there is a portal that's slowly been opening. Um, and it's you get the you can feel a malevolent power is just on the other side. So I think Donnie's a little bit scared, so he's probably, and you kind of wanted this to happen, so I think he's going to drink the third potion. Okay. Um, And then I still feel like the way we were describing this, like, you know, there's this big pulsing thing at the top of the tree, sure. and one of the items Donnie's had the whole time, you've never shown, is he carries a rather large knife. Okay. And so I think he drinks the potion, kind of, you know, uses his sleeve to wipe his mouth because tastes like the damn tree. Um, and then he's actually going to try and like, because the top of the tree is thin, he's going to try and just lop the top of the tree off with his knife. Gotcha. Uh, first and really important, where do you grow feathers? I, I am know. thinking, uh, does Donnie have a beard? Probably a goatee. Well, he now has a feather goatee. It's you know, it's yeah, it's it's almost like yours, but it's now just all feathers. Hmm. Uh, okay. All right. Um. So you are going to be doing a kick some ass. So trying to kind of like lop off this focal point of the Ublix energy. See, I've been trying to symbolize dump the potion on directly onto the oh, Ublix. That's what I, I was know, trying to show. Well, I already did that with one. Yeah. Right, but the Ublix itself is different. So, yeah, the drinking it. Well, that's what I'm saying. No, I busted the one on the the thing when I landed. Yep. Uh, you could also it could also go on the knife, which would empower the knife more. But you have drank it. Well, the good news is since you're touching the Ublix, you are constantly getting attacked by it psychically. So by drinking it, you are actually able to function now. So you really, I mean, you kind of had to. So you feel that pressure that was in your brain. You now know it's there, but it's almost like it's in the next room. Um, you you know, you really had to fight and struggle to drink that one vial. Um, and so now you feel like you can act, but you know it's it's hovering. It's right mm -hmm. there. And cool. I rolled a seven. A seven. Okay. So you are able to kind of like, you know, it's that like almost walking in mud, crawling in mud sensation. You're able to make your way up towards the top of the Ublix to this like pulsating, um, almost kind of like star type thing at the top of this tree topper. And you take out your knife and you try to hit it. Um, how? What's the rating on your knife? What's I the harm? The one. So you go to hit it and you are not able to penetrate its armor. Um, but 
uh, because you you know you wipe some of the potion on the dag you know on the sleeve is on the dagger as you hit it you on still the tree are, where I hit it whatever yeah so you know that little bit of potion on your dagger is able to help you damage this tree a little bit so on a one for kick some sorry on a seven uh, for kick some ass uh, that is a basically a one move so you and whatever you're fighting inflict harm on each other. The amount of harm is based on the established dangers in the game. That usually means you inflict harm rating of your weapon, as does the enemy. So you technically are inflicting one harm. Um, this thing actually has one armor. So you are not able to penetrate that armor, unfortunately. Well, it has two armor. Things you guys have done have reduced the armor on this thing. So you are not able to damage it. Um, but you get hit with a psychic blast back. And in, because you drank that potion, however, you are protected as well. So you feel like you're hit by this giant gust of wind. And the dagger, which is kind of like stuck into it, helps hold you onto it instead of being blown off. Um, and so you're kind of like staggering, fighting, um, and you feel it trying to get into your brain. But you feel it almost feels like feathers are just growing up in your brain and are helping block you. <laughs> and uh, and eventually it passes and you find yourself still standing on top of this thing. Um, you're definitely staggered. You're covered in goo. You're like in mud, candy cane, junk stuff. Um, top of the trees whipping back and oh, forth. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And But you get the sense that you have identified a weak point on this thing. Cool. Um, who else has something that they want to do? Victor? Dwight? I'm, I'm going to basically go in um, where there's a portal. There's like supporting areas around there in, in my mind. Like sure. It, it's, it's like it, the portal's there. So I'm, I'm going to take one of the daggers and I'm going to basically try to lop off the side and like collapse part of the portal. Gotcha. Yeah. So I, uh, that sounds cool. I think uh, the supports also seem to be funneling some of the energy that are pulsating from the runes and everything into the portal. And it is slowly growing and growing and growing. Um, so yeah, so you're able to make your way in. Um, you're able to get to this place, go ahead and make me a kick some ass roll to see how you do. Only got a seven, and that was with my plus three. Dang. Okay. Um, so your dagger, which is glowing with energy from all, all the kick-assery you've done thus far, is able to penetrate the armor no problem. And so it is going to uh, dig deep. Um, and you are going to be able to sever this. But as you're doing it, you're almost touching like a live wire of psychic power. And so, Victor, you are going to get blasted back from this creature. You are going to be disoriented, and you're taking two harm. Okay, I reduced that to one. Cool. Oh, nice. Um, yep, so one harm. And what is a memory that Victor is feeling that starts to just dissolve? Um, from this attack. He had a buddy in Oof. in the o OSS, oh. like in, in in World War II, oh. and I I imagine the guy to be kind of like Christopher Lee. Gotcha. Um, so so you know, proper Brit. It's like proper British gentleman, and it's like he he's it's like the the memory is of him helping him 
and and having him die basically in his arms. So he's he's losing that memory, but he's he's reliving it as it's like as it's happening. Hundred percent, and that's why you're so disoriented. I'm seeing like a Saving Private Ryan type like moment. Yeah, hundred percent. And then when it's gone, like. I don't know if you guys have ever had that feeling like where you've lost something, but you just can't quite place what it is, but you still feel like you're missing part of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, Victor, you go in, boom, slice, boom, blown back. You do this cool superhero landing, sliding in the snow, dagger in hand, but then you kind of like stagger down onto a knee and it's because of the psychic assault, not actually the trauma the physical trauma that you are exposed to. Um, and you're able to kind of regain your feet, but you're definitely just kind of sound sights are all just a little bit off. Dwight. Uh, you, you, you said there was pyro going off in this area, right? So is there 100%. any of those flame projectors like that would be on the ground that would shoot flame into the air? Sure. Uh, I would like to take one of those and, and use my sharp to figure out how to position that in a okay. way that it lights right into the portal. 100%. So I think you probably would have grabbed one of those on your way over. Um, so you definitely can have one with you. Um, 100%. Uh, what's your goal? Are you trying to damage this thing? Are you trying to disrupt this thing? Are you trying to... I'm trying to disrupt it and okay. send it back to where it, whence it came from or at least close the portal. Got it. Okay. Um, then yeah, go ahead and make me a sharp roll. Okay. Niner. Perfect. Yeah. So I think as Victor's like running up and doing this thing, you, you know, you're kicking this thing down. How are you lighting it? What kind of like, uh, like any good redneck has, I have a Zippo in my pocket. Awesome. And um, I do the one finger open with the turn on with the snap. hundred percent. Um, you're not even looking at it. You're like looking off somewhere else, like boom, um, and this Roman candle just explodes out, hitting the center of the portal and you see it just disrupting the whole thing. And it's looking like it's on the verge of collapsing. All right. Um, and that, that candle is going to stay on for a little bit. It's one of those really fancy ones that just kind of seems to just last forever. Uh, cool. Uh, EJ. Is my snowmobile still nearby? Uh, sure. It's pretty banged up, but yeah. That's okay. That's, that's perfect for what I'm going to do. I'm going to... Since oh, the no. I'm going to go jump on the snowmobile and drive straight towards the um, Ublik, and okay. I'm going to bail and okay. let the snowmobile crash into it. Got it. Um, are you going Are you going to go up like one of the sides and just like have it run into it like in the air? Are you just running it straight in? Like, don't care, uh, just doing it? Just, I'm... I'm trying to get it at the base, you know, because if, if, you know, if it's, you know, you know, this is more like a looking kind of like a tree, then, you know, we can uh, weaken that and maybe make it fall. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Fuck you, Donnie. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, totally. Cool. Uh, I, I think it... EJ probably sees Donnie as I'm almost there. I'm like, oh, shit. Uh, make a kick some ass roll for me. Okay. 
Um, if you roll above a 10, we're going to say that this thing explodes in the fire. After well, when don't it forget, hits. there's also a sled that has slid down the tree at the base of the tree sitting there. Yep. On a 12, okay. we'll say both of them explode. There we go. Um, well, I think that this is going to uh, be what could go wrong. <laughs> Why would it you roll? It feels apropos. Oh, got no, it. no, no, my, 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 my ability. Oh, oh got it. Oh, oh, <laughs> yes, yes, it does. And that way, maybe I can use some of it to uh, make sure Don- Donnie takes less damage. If mm. that's how it goes. All right, so that roll is a tough roll? Correct. Okay, 2d6 plus 4. And it has... Mm-hmm. It didn't roll. Oh, 4. Jesus. I'd, I'd, I'd use a luck. I am definitely gonna use a luck point. All right, we're not. It's not gonna explode or anything crazy, um, but we're gonna say like blowing by. You do like a roll off, um, and it just the thing goes crashing into the base of the Ublix, um, dealing some minor damage. Um, That said, um, you had a move that was like trust me or something. What was it? The move. What could go wrong? No, he had a different one. Um, what I'm what I'm trying to get is Victor is now under like a psychic assault, and there are I think that EJ would be able to potentially like motivate help out oh, or do something. When you tell a normal person the truth in order to protect them from danger. Oh uh, yeah, that doesn't work. You are not normal in any way, are you? <laughs> All right, cool. So EJ. Um, Dwight and Victor, you guys are all kind of standing in relatively the same area. There's a Roman candle going off, spraying the shit out of this portal. Donnie, you're still at the top of this um, oblique uh, Christmas topper thing with one of its central kind of points of power up there with you. Um, Who has an idea of what they want to do? When I come come out of the disorientation... I'd be like, Donnie, catch, and to- and toss the dagger up to him. Ooh, that is. Ooh, how are we gonna manage that? Um, because you are th- you are throwing a knife at a friend. I think uh, when we did that before, we just had it because I did that with that was like in that, that was clones. you guys were closer together. Oh, this is gonna be an like a pressure roll. This is more like, well, what I'm wondering is, is I wonder if if Victor would just throw the dagger at the Ublix thing and try to get it close enough for Donnie to grab it after it hits it. Um, that makes more sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, basically, <laughs> throw it in, into the Ublix and hope and have Donnie basically grab onto it. And yeah. Yeah. It. That's what I think is probably a more likely option. Um, so let's go ahead and make a uh, kick some ass roll. So you just holler out, Plan Seven Fourteen. And I'm going to use a point of luck. Okay. Um. So, uh, nice five. Um. So yeah. So you kind of 
And I think that makes sense because you're disoriented. So you're having trouble focusing. And so you just like take your dagger, grab it by the blade and whip it up. Cause you know, Donnie is, you know, 20, 30 feet up in the air, at least right now. And the dagger looks like it was going to hit Donnie, but then a gust of wind curves it right into the, the central point that he was moving towards. Um, the Ublix uh, does take damage from that. Can I make it do plus one from one of on my holds? Sure. All right. Um, you see it starting to vibrate because it's getting angry. Um, and unfortunately, Victor, um, what happens is it, it you feel almost like the eye of, I always mix them up, the, the evil dude in Lord of the Rings. Um, right. why, why are the two villains both Sar as the start of their names? It's like the worst thing for a dyslexic. Um, so you feel as if this whole intensity of this ritual suddenly focuses in on you. Um, you are taking two damage. Um, you are going to be f basically like you feel the weight of the world coming in on you. What is the memory that you hold on to to stay sane? It's a thing that you create a fortress within to not lose your sanity. Or are you insane? And do you go berserk? He, it's like he kind of it's like uses when he first figured out he wasn't normal and be mm. and became it's like and became what he is love uh, it. it it's like it it's like it was a curse in a in a sense and it it happened because he it's like be, because he was unwilling to help a romani woman so he, he was basically cursed with becoming a being a beast. So he just remembers that and and focuses on it's like I'm a man. I'm a man. I'm a man. I'm not a monster. I'm a man. Love it. So I think this beam, it's almost like a fire hose of just candy cane like goo that is just like blasting into Victor. And at first it looks like he's gonna get blown away with this psychic assault, but you see almost like this moment where he just comes into himself and he gets down in this defensive pose. And as he remembers and finds hope, it's almost like this thing is splitting around him, missing him. As you weather the storm that is the Ublix's psychic assault, you do still take that two damage, but you are left standing. Dwight, we haven't heard from you in a little bit. What is Dwight doing after setting off this Roman candle? Um, <clears throat> Dwight sees it sputtering, but kind of on the outside. <clears throat> so he's going to then kind of look at the others and say, well, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Take care all. And he's going to jump with the dagger into the middle of the portal. Oh, oh shit. Okay. 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 Um, yeah. Um, Dwight! how do you want? Yeah, for sure. Um, how do you want to handle this? Do you want to do a harm roll? Do you want to just be like, he goes in, he does some crazy shit. Uh, do you want to try to come back out again? I'm willing to kind of work with you on all the above. 
No, it's like, uh, what's his name? Uh, the president, Bill Paxton in Independence Day. Oh. Or not the president. Um, uh, yeah, Dan, no, the, the Randy old Quaid. crazy dude. Randy, Quaid. Randy yeah. Quaid's character. Randy Quaid. I'm back. Which is actually more fitting for Dwight. <laughs> cool. Yeah. So I think um, as we see Dwight kind of run up um, and you're able to kind of vault yourself Actually, no, this is cooler. Um, you're able to grab the snowmobile that kind of tumbled near you, you know, do like a, a whiplash. You go, you hit some air, and you go flying through the portal with the dagger grot, like kind of on the snowmobile, and we see you disappear into the portal. This Ublix is, you see the portal just collapse in on itself, and you get the sense that the Ublix is starting to implode. Donnie. What do you do on top of the Ublix with this knife? So this knife has landed right next to Donnie's head. <laughs> yes. And he yes, just it like, has. Eyes get big. And he kind of like reaches over, grabs onto it with both hands, kind of kicks his feet free, and sort of as much as you can down a pine tree does the pirate ride the knife down the sail thing. 100%. So as this thing is imploding, you get the scent is building up all of its reserve psychic energy to just level this area of town. As you suddenly go, boom, sliding down, tearing it open, candy cane oozing out. As you hit the ground, you stumble, roll into the group of your friends, and the Ublix completely just implodes into this portal. Pop. And it's gone. You have managed to save Mayberry. As from... the portal closes, the, um, the John Deere hat kind of floats out from it. Uh, yes, it does. Love it. Um, and I think it lands on the ground right in front of EJ. Um, and, <laughs> and you uh, see all the, uh, the memories and power uh, that the Ublix has basically absorbed, kind of going back into the town. And you know that you've just saved many lives. So with that, you guys have successfully protected your home. We're going to jump forward three months. Where do we find those guys? Three months after this, down Victor one of their is, friends. It's like Victor is, is trying to fix Darlene. Oh, I love it. Yes. Yes. Love he's terrible it. At, at fixing it. So, so he's, he's got like, you know, a, a tailored shirt and it's covered. It's like his hands are covered in grease. He's like, yes. the hell is this? This is ridiculous. Love Ooh, it. Do I, do it. Make it like this. What is your design? This, Victor. We're gonna, I'm gonna have. To, I'm gonna have to take you to my boys over at Blue Jay. They fixed the van up great. The Wizard Pizza van is just rocking again. Love Donnie it. comes walking through the, the garage door with his big box under his arms, like, "Hey, Vic, I got that part you needed. Where do Where do you want this? Put it on the ground over here. Jesus." <laughs> Um, and I think at that moment, your cell phone rings and Donnie um, and on the other end says, it's Seth. Shit, Donnie, you're not going to believe what's happening down at Town Hall. We need those guys. We need you right now. And with that, I think we complete this adventure. And Donnie so much, guys. adjusts his John Deere hat. Oh, or EJ yeah. adjusts the Don hair. Totally. You're definitely, definitely wearing, wearing it. 
you guys have the really bad music that he was listening to Dwight's whatever the third cousin's name was. Oh, yeah. Yep. Love it. Thanks guys. Thanks so much for playing. I hope this was fun. Um, I definitely had a great time kind of walking you through it. This was a very, let's say, loose use of the Monster of the Week rules, but I think you guys did a great job. I threw a lot of improv at you, and you guys just knocked it out of the park. So thank you so much. Well, thank you. That was a good time. I yeah, wish I could have been much. in there a little bit earlier. But... Well, if you'd been able to, we would have been doing Star Wars. So <laughs> Oh, that's true. That's true. But Yeah. Um... Yeah, thank you for running that. That was uh, that was pretty fun. I like the uh, scenario. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was so a lot of fun. we should probably do XP in case we get back to these characters down the line. Oh, okay. I see how it is. <laughs> well, you've set it up for us to do it. A- That's true. That is true. <laughs> you don't um, set a sequel if you don't want it to happen. I don't know. There's been a couple of movies lately that that's happened to me and I've been disappointed, but uh, yeah, hundred percent. So at the end of the session, uh, did we conclude the current mystery? That's a solid. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, did we save someone from certain death or worse? You saved a city. So we're going to say solid. Yes. Did we learn something new and important about the world? That there are portals that. that can open to other places. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. You know, that was Dwight's paranoia. We confirmed it, I guess. And, technically. and, 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 I'm, and I'm, I don't know. I'm the mundane, so that's really outside of my realm. So I'm at least learning that, even if other people know. Got May- it. Mayberry uses snowmobiles for winter transportation around Ooh. town. Touche. Touche. That is a true statement. That is something new about the world. Um, yeah. Um, and really what this question is supposed to be is, you know, we're supposed to be building things out together as a group. So as we build more into the world. So 100%, I'll give, uh, we'll say yes because of those two things. Did we learn something new and important about one of the hunters? Yes. Uh, we learned something new and important about several hunters. <laughs> I mean, damn! I never thought Dwight would die to save everyone. That that was ooh, that was that was good. That was a great moment. I was like, oh, I wish someone would do this, and then you did it. I was like, oh, this is awesome. Um, and then we learned a lot about Victor. You you know we we don't know he's dead. True, true. That is yep. That is very accurate. Um, I don't know if you guys ever watched uh, Tabletop with Will Wheaton. He does a fate game where basically like one of the characters is just like, oh, you're gone. Um, and then you're back. But you spent like 20 years in this hell dimension and you're now back in this moment and, you know, comes back with all this random stuff and lots of trauma. So, yeah, we totally could figure something out like that. Um, cool. Um, yeah, so any de- Eric, definitely make yep. sure you're you're tracking XP because we didn't see it. So you never know. Well, and the good news is he just leveled up too, so that could definitely reflect what he's learned in the other realm. We also um, learned that apparently EJ has some snowmobile skills. Yeah, surprised all of us. So how many XP did we get from all that? Two. Okay, and I had a failed roll, but I used a luck point to counter it. So do I still get the XP from that? You you do not. So it's okay, only I didn't if think you... So. No, so it's it basically the system is trying to reward people choosing to fail. 
um, by giving XP for it. So it is one of those mechanics to, you know, so we're not always being successful or succeeding. Um, any concerns, any complaints, anything we could do differently? I guess it doesn't matter since it was the last game. So forget that question. That's just habit. Um, cool. I thought that it was it was a good way to finish up the um, campaign. No, I yeah, I thought it was perfect. Good. Perfect, perfect, perfect. All righty then. Intro and outro music by the band 12 Noon. You can email us at meandsteverpg at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter and RPGs. Find us on Facebook at Me and Steve RPG Podcast. On Discord at Me and Steve RPGs. And as always, all of these links are in the show notes. Thank you and be kind to one another. How much for the cigar? Cigar, 20 bucks, dog. You got to go down the street to the store and buy that.